This is a Blended Radio audio experience. Welcome to Coach's Corner with the coaches at Blended Athletics. Hey, it is Morgan and Chelsea here from Blended, and we are here to talk about all things fad diets. I am sitting here with Chelsea. How are you doing today, Chelsea? Good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, why don't we start with you just giving us a little bit of your background um, in nutrition and why you decided to get into this? Sure. So I have always been a fan and interested in health and nutrition and wellness. I've been coaching here at Blended for the past five years and I've been like training here for the past six. So basically I just kind of evolved as having more interest in nutrition, just seeing how it affected me personally. So I ended up taking my precision nutrition level one certification. And then from there, I also um, took my working against gravity certification, which focuses a little bit more on macros. And then I decided to kind of take the, the full leap or the plunge and went into school for my bachelor of science in human nutrition and dietetics. So I'm currently taking that right now. In your first year? Yes. So I'm a transfer student. So I'd say I'm probably more like a second year. (laughs) Fast track. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a couple of courses that um, went towards that, which is Mm, nice. Nice. So when you guys come in, talk to Chelsea about all things nutrition in between your wads. Okay. (laughs) Uh, first question, let's dive right into it, Chelsea. Uh, since we're talking about fad diets, why don't we start by defining it? So what, in your opinion, is a fad diet? So to me, a fad diet is something that is usually promoted. It's usually quite popular in uh, social media. And it typically is a way to have quick weight loss over a certain amount of time. So it might be like, try this diet for 30 days and you might lose, I don't know, 15 pounds or something like that. So I find that they're usually quick fixes that are maybe not super sustainable in the long term. Okay. Per, I mean, that sounds pretty pretty accurate on what I would consider a fad diet as well. Um, but I mean, who wouldn't want to try a 30 day diet if they're going to lose 15 pounds? Sounds like <laughs> a good time to me. <laughs> um, do, in your opinion, right now, or over the years, what would you say are, or were the top three to five trendy or fad diets? that people generally try? So right now, I would definitely say keto is pretty hot (laughs) on the fad diet spectrum. Um, So I would also probably say the carnivore diet, uh, which is mainly just eating meat, um, a little bit of veggies, not a whole lot of other things. So are those like the same or are those two different ones? So those are different. So okay. keto is higher fat, higher fat lower right. protein, lower carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Carnivore is higher protein, lower, well, probably moderate fat because you'll get some fat with your protein, um, but lower carb as well. And then the other one, and this is especially popular like in the gym and kind of CrossFit communities would be paleo. So paleo focuses on um, more meats, uh, fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds, but it's very limited in carbohydrates. 
So they're all a little bit different in what they kind of focus on or emphasize. Um, but I would say that what they all kind of have in common is that they typically are eliminating some sort of bigger group. So for instance, like basically all three of them that I mentioned are quite low in carbohydrates. Um, and I think carbs have been typically demonized by a lot of um, people, especially like in the diet industry, which is kind of a shame because they're super, super important, especially if you are doing high intensity interval training, like the ground zero classes, the off classes that we do here. Um, and they're also super important if you're strength training, really any sort of exercise. You need that energy to be able to work out. So basically carbs are also super important um, because if you don't have enough carbs, then your body's gonna take things away from your muscles, from other things that are super important. And if you wanna get stronger, build more muscles, you need carbohydrates to give you energy, not your muscles itself. Right. So do you find, um, so if somebody's say cutting out carbs, do they tend to crave bad things more? Like do they tend to crave sugars more because the body doesn't have those carbs in it or anything like that? Like do they tend to crave things or? I would say yes, in the sense that a lot of fad diets are quite restrictive. And I think, you know, from personal experience and just from talking to a lot of people that when you have some sort of restriction, eventually you are going to want that thing that you are restricting. So I think that, you know, whatever amount of time you're following this diet for, you can be like 100% all in. Most people usually are. Um, but then afterwards, I find with these diets, there's not really a plan to get you to a maintenance phase, right? So another thing that these all have in common, doesn't really matter what diet you are doing, if you want to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit, mm -hmm. right? So essentially, if you are intaking less than you are outputting, you are going to lose weight. Um, I mean, there are hormonal things and stuff like that that can happen, obviously, that have an effect, but typically you're in a calorie deficit. So at the end of your 30 days, three months, whatever it is, most people tend to just go back to the way that they ate before or you're like in your head you're like okay I can make it for you know three more weeks and then I can have all the things that I wasn't able to have so I think it it's really hard to find balance with having that sort of mindset and I think that well some of these ways of eating can maybe keep you more full like let's say keto if you're having higher fat you might be more satiated right or if you're eating a higher protein diet you might you know feel more full things like that mm -hmm. but i do think eventually you're gonna probably want all those things that have been off limits or restricted right and you're gonna be lacking some sort of nutrients at some point yes right yeah <clears throat> so i would say that's one of the maybe side effects or consequences of following these bad diets is typically they are eliminating or very much like decreasing a macronutrient group right. that all of those macronutrients, so your proteins, your fats, and your carbs have very important um, like purposes in your body. And if you are taking those away, then you don't have those nutrients. You don't have those vitamins, those minerals, and things that you really need to actually have your body work properly. Right. So 
I'm not a huge fan in the sense that I don't think anything should necessarily be, um, you know, completely taken away or eaten in that small of an amount, I suppose. I feel like we kind of partially already answered this, um, but do you think there is the possibility of fad diets being sustainable for long periods of time for people that have long-term goals? So... It really depends. It really, really depends on the person. Um, In my personal opinion, though, I would probably say no. Um, And that's in the sense that, again, you you aren't really building up any habits around your nutrition when you follow these. You're just kind of doing what you're told. Typically, it is not unique or it's not um, individualized to what you actually need. Right. And so you don't actually learn how to eat for your lifestyle. So again, at the end of this, you're like, okay, now what? Like, you can't just continue eating in a calorie deficit forever. Um, But it's also really hard to know how to increase your food or how to reintroduce um, the various macro groups if you reduce them. Right. So, and one thing I find really funny is... um, So, again, keto is really popular right now, and it um, gets a lot of hype for, you know, a quick weight loss and all that good stuff. Um, But you talk to people, and they're like, yeah, I really want to do keto. And it's like, okay, but, like, do you like eating carbs? And they're like, yeah, I love eating carbs. It's like, Then why are you doing it? Like, but what if you could, like, do the same thing but, like, keep carbs in your diet so you're not you know, feeling so restricted and it's not something that you, like, feel like you can't maintain long-term. So, again, no, I don't really think they are super sustainable, just in the fact that I feel like they usually have kind of an end date. And I don't know if you've personally done this, but (laughs) I have... um, I have followed things, so, like, whether it's, like, really strictly tracking my food or following templates or things like that and you get kind of a couple weeks in and you're like yeah like this is great I can do this forever and then like three weeks later I'm like I can't do this and I like go the complete opposite end all the time all the time like I'm I can't restrict myself from foods um so I don't tend to diet I feel like it's very similar with like finding the type of exercise that you're going to enjoy doing because if you're running just because you want to lose weight but you absolutely hate running you're not going to stick with that for a long period of time you're going to do it and then fall off the wagon and then stop exercising for six months until you feel like you need to the new year's coming around you need to start doing it again so i feel like it's similar with fat diets yeah you're like oh it's a challenge i only have to do it for six weeks and then oh challenge is over now now that's it. <laughs> yeah, and there's I know there's quite a bit of research that looks at if people are able to actually maintain their weight loss. And it I can't remember the exact stats, but it's like very few people actually maintain their weight loss over I think it's five years that they've looked at it. So it's it's pretty interesting when you hear things that's like huge. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that people that tend to do diets they don't look at those things there. They just see the the promotions from whatever the fad diet company or websites are, Instagram photos, and they're like, well, if that person can do it, I can do it. If they did that in six weeks, well, it's not the same for everybody, so. Yeah, and I, I think it's also like that instant gratification or that instant reward. Like when we talk about sustainability, like 
it sucks. Like, it sucks to think <laughs> Absolutely. about having to take a year or maybe more to reach your goals. But wouldn't you rather take that time, because it's going to go by anyway, and be in a much better place by, like, building habits, like, really learning and understanding your body for, you know, whether it is exercise or nutrition or whatever, yeah. opposed to being a year later when you're stuck in this diet and then non-diet and, like, you're just... And you're probably mentally and just drained and you're probably mentally miserable. And frustrated, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> so frustrated. Okay, um, this is something that I'm curious about because um, I do eat vegan, Um, not because I'm against people that eat animals. To me, I've just never liked meat, so I just don't eat it, which um, is fine. Everybody eat, eat what you want. But I feel like veganism over the last few years has become very trendy, very popular. Do you consider those types of like food lifestyles like vegetarian vegan do you think that they're considering them diets or do you consider them just like a healthy way of eating like a different style of eating yeah so i think it really depends on the purpose of why you're doing it so like you said you've and you've been vegan for how many years now like it's probably been like i'd say five or six like on and off yeah So, and what, like the majority of time you are fully vegan, right? So I think that in those instances where you know that there's certain foods that don't make you feel very good, or Mm -hmm. you might have an allergy or sensitivity or, or maybe you are, um, you know, it is for the ethics or, um, things around that. I think that would be considered more of a lifestyle, um, because it's something that, you're not just doing it for a certain amount of time. Right. Whereas I feel like if you are like, I want to be a vegan because I want to lose weight, then that might be more of a diet mentality going into that. Opposed to just like, I'm going to try to maybe reduce my meat intake and see if I feel better. Right. Okay. You know, so things like that. Makes sense. Um, I think I also, I was kind of thinking about this in terms of like, um, like CrossFit or different fitness regimes I Mm -hmm. guess because like you know when you first join um a gym like that people are like oh well it's a cult but it's really like it's more of like the community aspect and I think that it's like-minded people that like to do the same things you do exactly um so I think that that kind of becomes a lifestyle you know you kind of you get used to that community you like the people there you and it just kind of fits in with how you are living your life and the same can kind of be for certain um, nutrition life- lifestyles. So, again, kind of like vegan, plant-based, um, you know, I'm trying to think of what other ones might be like <laughs> that. But I'll use even, like, tracking your food. Like, I think that macro tracking can be a diet, but I feel like it can also, you can kind of use it to also just... Um, stay on track and kind of understand what you're eating as well and you use it as more of a learning tool but right. it's not something that you necessarily do forever either right. if that makes sense yeah I that's definitely something that I struggle with um, counting 
macros I'm just like I'll start it for like two days and I'm like this is so much work and then I'm just like I'm not bothering (laughs) yeah and like I definitely don't think people need to do that for the rest of their lives I think that can be a useful tool but I also know a lot of people that really like it and they do it um to actually reduce stress in their life right and to kind of help them plan out what they're going to eat and kind of meal plan in a sense. So Some people like that structure. Yeah, exactly. It works for them. Yeah. And like, I, I don't love it all the time for myself personally, but I feel like I've also learned a lot from it. So I can eat a pretty typical day, I'll say, and kind mm-hmm. of know different portions throughout, which you're probably similar in that as yeah. well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and eat like three avocados and be like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have had that much fat in my day. (laughs) But I'm like, I could eat a giant bowl of veggies and be like, okay, this is okay. Like it's, even though I didn't measure this out and track how many macros it is, like I'm not overeating and it's fine to eat this. So it's just understanding those types of things. Yeah. So once you understand that, then if you don't enjoy tracking, then don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) So again, I think that certain things can be kind of lifestyles, but I also think it depends on the purpose of why you're doing it, Fair. essentially. Yeah. Um, health risks for fad diets. What What would you say the main ones are? Like, there's probably many. Yeah. Um, so I would say, again, as I kind of mentioned, um, a lot of these are cutting out big groups of macronutrients, which mm-hmm. are very important just for normal functioning. Um and they also, a lot of them have people eating not a lot of food at all. And it is pretty crazy. If there's ever a diet that tells someone to eat like 1200 calories, like that is what I'm pretty sure like a four year old needs, you know? Like, <laughs> like somebody under the age of 10. Yes. Yeah, so, like, as adults or whoever, teenagers, like whoever is listening to this, please eat more food. Like, there's just, there's no need to be that extreme with anything. There's just no purpose and there's going to be more health risks with that because your body actually will not function and things can shut down, right? Like if you're getting that, that extreme. Um, so that's another thing. And I would also say um, some people can take these really out of proportion I guess so like keto when people are like yeah I just ate bacon dipped in mayo with I've had friends lard or... do it and they're like I'm just having bacon and cheese for breakfast I'm like oh, I don't think that's the point yeah so it's <laughs> like it's just pretty crazy with uh, some of the things that tend to happen with that um, and again it gets really it's hard because there's so much stuff going on in social media with this right so it's it's tough to know like what maybe you should do versus shouldn't and how these actually work and yeah it's very tough even with like going back to like veganism and like it being trending people are like i'm gonna be vegan because i'll lose a lot of weight um the amount of junk food out there that is vegan (laughs) is unbelievable and they just keep making more and making it better um so like i like you could be very unhealthy still being a vegan so yeah. it's it's understanding how to eat properly yeah. just because the name is on it and it fits in that food category doesn't mean it's the right thing to eat well it's also like gluten-free like if you don't if you don't necessarily have a gluten sensitivity or allergy or 
you can't even tell me what gluten is. Eat the damn uh, bread. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like, there's so many treats too that are like gluten free. And I think it's like, yeah, healthy, but it's like, it's How still many full chemicals of sugar. It's are still in there. Full, exactly, right? So I think it's just, you know, being aware of that and, yeah. you know, just being knowledgeable and in those sorts of yeah. things. And in my opinion, gluten-free does not taste as good as real bread. No, just, yeah. <laughs> it's just and if not anybody ever gets a chance to eat Cody's Nan's bread, it's so good. <laughs> you, would, you would eat gluten in a second. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Cody, bring us some bread. Okay? <laughs> um... To finish this off, um, for somebody who is struggling with food, nutrition, um, is looking to become healthier, uh, maybe lose weight, what would you say the best option um, to get healthy is um, if fad diets aren't the answer? Yeah, so great question. So for one, I think just knowing that there's not really, there's not a magic pill. So it's gonna take some hard work, some figuring out uh, with things. From my personal opinion, your best bet is to focus on whole foods, focus on, um, so you know, having your meats, your nuts, your seeds, your fruit, your veggies, your complex carbohydrates, um, you know, things like that. Um, another easy way, cause I, I know that's pretty broad and then people are like, okay, great. What do I do with that? Um, so the other thing I really like is the plate method. So focusing on um, a quarter of your plate being some sort of protein source. So, um, you know, some sort of meat or if you are more plant-based, you can do legumes or tofu, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, The other quarter of your plate is going to be carbohydrates or starchy vegetables. So this might be things like, um, you know, rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, you know, things, things sort of like that, <laughs> pasta, whatever it might be. And then um, half of your plate of vegetables. Um, and you want to try to get a bunch of colors in, get a bunch of textures in, um, like cook your veggies in some oil to get some good fats in, stuff like that as well. Um, so I find that's a pretty easy way to think about making a meal and then trying to just have some variety throughout your day, essentially. So trying to eat some different things, try some new things as well. See what you like, what you don't like. Um, And kind of lastly, I would say is if you are struggling, work with a coach, work with a professional, work with someone who can help you um, just because nutrition is super emotional. So especially if you are someone who maybe has been stuck in these like diet cycles maybe even like um like the restriction and you know maybe or may not be a binge cycle things like that work with someone who can be there to support you and to kind of help you through that to kind of navigate the waters um but that being said do your research find someone who is empathetic and compassionate towards what you need and is also knowledgeable in order to really truly help you same with your same with a fitness coach or a personal coach. Find somebody that works for you with what you want to do. Don't settle for the first person that you find if you don't feel that they're going to give you the support that you need for long periods um, for what you're looking to achieve. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Good. Um, thanks, Chelsea. That was a great chat. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, hope you guys did too. If you guys have any more questions, um, 
Chelsea can be found at Blended. Um, and ask her anything you want to know about nutrition. And we'll chat with you guys soon. Thanks, Chelsea. No problem. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this blended audio experience. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave it a five-star review, share it with your friends, and subscribe.